your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 240 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. We are going to be doing the Henrik Lundqvist 21 today. We are going to go back in time to the 2000 NHL draft and go one by one through every round, through every pick, and talk about the 21 goalies who were drafted ahead of Henrik Lundqvist. And just to give you guys a little bit of a statistical breakdown before we actually get into the list here. So again, 21 goalies before Henrik Lundqvist, which is amazing in its own right. But you had two goalies drafted in the first round, three in the second round, three in the third round, four in the fourth round, four in the fifth round, four in the sixth round, and then there was one goalie drafted in front of Henrik Lundqvist, two spots ahead of him in the seventh round as well. Lundqvist, of course, drafted by the Rangers in the seventh round, going number 205 overall. So to say the Rangers got a steal, probably the understatement of the century, and they really just hit the jackpot here. You know, they say that late round picks are basically lottery tickets, and the Rangers indeed won the lottery this year by taking Henrik Lundqvist, a shoe-in Hall of Famer. Uh, There's also some luck involved. I mean, I think the Rangers are probably the first people to tell you that. When they drafted Henrik Lundqvist, did they see him going on to become the franchise goalie? Did they see him going on to become a future Hall of Famer? Did they see him as, you know, the best player on the Rangers for the better part of a decade or even more than a decade? You could make that argument. Uh, Probably not, but they saw something they liked. They took a chance on Henrik Lundqvist. It's not even really that they took a chance on him because in the seventh round, again, you're kind of just throwing darts. You're looking for one or two characteristics about a player that you like, and uh, you're just hoping that you get lucky. And the Rangers indeed got very lucky here drafting Henrik Lundqvist number 205 overall in the seventh round here. But like I said, we're going to go one by one, go through the entire draft, take a look at these 21 goalies drafted in front of Henrik Lundqvist, see if there were any All-Stars, see if there were any Vesna winners and or Vesna candidates. Were there any Stanley Cup champions in the entire list? Uh, one goalie who does not fit, well, actually, he was a one-time All-Star, but the New York Islanders when they took Rick DiPietro number one overall in the first round, obviously, they were expecting a lot more than just one all-star appearance. But that really is all that they got. And it's funny because now, you know, from 2000 up until current day, up until, you know, however many years into the future you want to go, Ranger fans can basically uh, laugh at Islander fans over this whole situation because in the same year that the Islanders took Rick DiPietro number one overall, the Rangers 204 picks later got Henrik Lundqvist. But the Islanders took Rick DiPietro number one overall, which is unusual to begin with. Uh, goalies typically do not go number one because it's just a little bit too much of a crapshoot at that position. And lo and behold, all these years later, Henrik Lundqvist has already put together a Hall of Fame career, and Rick DiPietro is the Bobby Bonilla of hockey. In 2006, DiPietro signed a 15-year, 15-year contract worth $67.5 million. He was bought out in 2013 with eight years left on the contract. And so the Islanders will continue to pay DiPietro $1.5 million per year until the end of the 2028-2029 season. Ouch. Now, To be totally fair to DiPietro, and even to the Islanders to some extent here, a lot of DiPietro's issues stemmed from injuries. It's not like he was this god-awful, horrendous goalie who gave you no chance to win, but the injuries, man, they just kept piling up for DiPietro. Uh, A groin injury, a concussion, he hurt his hip during the shootout competition at the All-Star game, that's when you know you're jinxed. 
But yes, you heard that correct. Rick DiPietro actually did make an NHL All-Star game. That was back in 2008. He actually ended up starting the All-Star game because Martin Brodeur dropped out of it. But then DiPietro needs knee surgery, and even after the surgery, he still had problems with his knee. Then he gets into a fight with Brent Johnson of the Pittsburgh Penguins, a rare goalie fight, and Johnson broke DiPietro's jaw. So you you get the theme here, right? He's just jinx. He can't catch a break. He gets hurt. Think about it. In the NHL shootout competition, and then he gets hurt in a ultra-rare goalie fight. He breaks his jaw getting into a fight with Brent Johnson of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Then he hurts his groin again, just on and on and on and on. The guy just could not stay healthy. And so the injuries really just gave him no chance to ever, you know, live up to the hype of being the number one overall pick in the 2000 NHL draft. 318 career NHL games. He posted a record of 130, 136, and 8. He had a goals against average of 2.87, a save percentage of of 902. He appeared in 10 playoff games, won a grand total of two of those postseason games. To put it very mildly, this is not what the Islanders thought they were signing up for when they drafted DiPietro with the number one overall pick. And what makes this even worse is that Mike Milbury, who was the Islander GM at the time, he actually traded Roberto Luongo to the Panthers to essentially uh, give the keys of the kingdom to Rick DiPietro. And we saw how that worked out. Uh, Roberto Luongo had an outstanding career, didn't win the Stanley Cup, but was a fantastic goalie in this league for many, many years. Just did not work out for Rick DiPietro. Now, look, we're not going to be talking about all of these other 21 goalies as much as we just talked about DiPietro. Otherwise, this would go on forever. But DiPietro, obviously, one of the more uh, higher-profile goalies on this list. So we wanted to give him some time here and basically just point out that he indeed was one of the bigger draft busts in NHL history. Obviously, the injuries had something to do with it. But yeah, Rick DiPietro, number one overall, clearly did not work out for the New York Islanders in this draft. DiPietro retired at the age of just 32 after spending just five games in the 2013-2014 season with the Charlotte Checkers of the AHL. Moving on to the second goalie selected in the 2000 NHL draft, we've got going in the first round at number nine overall to the Calgary Flames, Brent Crane. Uh, Take a guess how many NHL games Brent Crane played in. One. He played one NHL game with the Dallas Stars in 2008-2009, and it really didn't go so well. He played just one period, and he allowed three goals, so he gets to retire with a career goals against average of nine. Uh, By comparison, again, I I realize it's a ridiculous comparison, but it's still fun to make. This is a goalie picked number nine overall. He played in one career NHL game. Henrik Lundqvist has played in 887 career NHL regular season games, plus another 130 playoff games for a total of 1,017 career games for the King. Compared to a guy who was picked in the first round here, again, number nine overall, plays one game. In fact, just one period. But like DiPietro, you know, this really highlights just how hard it can be to draft a franchise goalie and how much of a crapshoot it can really be because Crane went 33-6 and in the WHL prior to being drafted by the Flames. So the Flames obviously had to like what they saw. This is a goalie who obviously wins a lot. And he just gradually started to decline even before he made his NHL debut. His game just kind of went downhill in the WHL. But he was obviously a highly thought of prospect. And he did have some issues with his knee. So that likely did him no favors. But yeah, obviously this is another pick. Just did not work out. He last played hockey in the 2010-2011 season with the Texas Stars of the AHL. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, 
Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, so we're up to round two here. The third goalie selected in the 2000 NHL draft was Ilya Brzgalov. He was taken by the Ducks in the second round, number 44 overall, Mr. Universe himself. Uh, he at least had some staying power in the NHL. I don't think he was ever really a superstar, but he made his debut in the 2001-2002 season with the Ducks. He also played in his career with the Coyotes, the Flyers, the Oilers, the Wild, and then one final season with the Ducks in 2014-2015. So while never really being a superstar, he at least did have some longevity in the NHL, and he actually won the Stanley Cup with the Ducks back in 2007. During that postseason, Brzgalov actually started three games of the opening round matchup against the Minnesota Wild, and he won all three of those games. J.S. Jaguar was away from the team due to personal reasons, but when Jaguar returned, Brzgalov was the backup pretty much the rest of the way. I think he appeared in relief in two games the rest of the way in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but he still gets a Stanley Cup, and I believe he's the only goalie on this list uh in 2000 to win a Stanley Cup, so good for him there. Obviously, when you think of Brzgalov, I think a lot of us probably remember uh, when the Rangers and Flyers participated in HBO's Road to the Winter Classic. Brzgalov was heavily featured. He did a lot of strange interviews. He was always talking about the universe and other really strange things. Uh, just kind of an odd guy. I don't really know how else to say it. He was kind of one of a kind, uh, but he clashed with the media when he was in Philadelphia, and he just didn't live up to the contract. He ended up getting a nine-year, $51 million contract for the Philadelphia Flyers, but he only stayed there for about two seasons before he was bought out, and the Flyers will continue to pay Perzgalov about $1.64 million per season through 2027. So another junior Bobby Bonilla here. Uh, the Flyers going to continue to have to shell out money to Perzgalov well after Perzgalov has played his final NHL game. But 465 career NHL games for Perzgalov, 221 wins, 162 losses, 54 overtime losses, a career goals against average of 2.58, and a save percentage of 912. Also 47 career playoff games, and yes, the one Stanley Cup, so not a bad career at all for Ilya Brzgalov. He at least stuck in the NHL, and, uh, you know, he won the Cup, and he had a lot of solid seasons. I think his best season would have been with the Coyotes. That was back in 2009-2010. He was actually a Vesna nominee and a member of the NHL's second All-Star team that season. The fourth goalie taken was Matthew Chonard. He was selected by the Senators, number 45 overall in round two. This is the second goalie on the list who played a grand total of one NHL game, and he was only in the game for three minutes with the Los Angeles Kings back in 2003-2004. But hey, he faced two shots and he stopped them both, so he gets to retire with a career goals against average of zero, a career save percentage of 100. But the weird thing here is that Choinard had a career AHL goals against average of 231 in 54 games. So wouldn't you think that that might get him a little bit of a longer look in the NHL or, you know, a look that lasts longer than three minutes at least? I don't know. That's kind of a hard one to figure out. But there was also a lot of bad blood between him and the team that drafted him, the Senators, because the Senators actually drafted him twice. They took him 15th overall in the 1998 NHL draft. But by 2000, Choinard 
could not come to terms on a contract with the Senators. So he went back to the NHL draft. He was hoping to be chosen by a different team, but the Senators picked him again in the 2000 NHL draft at number 45 overall. It got really nasty between Troy Nard and the Senators, and to this day, he believes there was collusion between the Senators and some of the other teams in the NHL uh, in the year 2000 not to draft him. And so when the Senators picked him for a second time, they basically cut their offer in half and gave him money that usually goes to third or fourth round players. So I could go on and on about this. It's a very interesting story, but we do have to keep this line moving here and continue to talk about all the other goalies that were drafted in front of Henrik Lundqvist. This might actually make for a fantastic episode of Locked On Senators. Maybe I'll pitch this to the guys over there and you know direct you guys there if they indeed do uh, an episode on this topic. But yeah, it's a very interesting story. But like I said, we got to move on here. So obviously, Choinard did not work out with him in the NHL with the Ottawa Senators. The fifth goalie taken, this is also in the second round, Dan Ellis, chosen by the Stars, going number 60 overall. This name was definitely familiar to me when I was looking at the list of all the goalies picked in front of Henrik Lundqvist him without doing my homework first. But yes, it does sound vaguely familiar that there was a goalie named Dan Ellis in the NHL at one point. But yeah, Ellis, he kind of kicked around, played for the Stars, played for the Predators, the Lightning, the Ducks, the Canes, back to the Stars, to the Florida Panthers, so he definitely bounced around the league a little bit. Uh, he was still playing in the NHL as recently as the 2014-2015 season, so there is some longevity there. He also played in the AHL the following year, but that was it. Uh, he never started more than 44 games in a season. That came with the Predators in 2007-2008. 212 career NHL games, 87, 79, and 18 record, a 279 goals against average, a 906 save percentage. Not sparkling numbers, but again, he is somebody who at least stuck in the league for a long time. But by that same token, obviously Dan Ellis is the latest example on this list of somebody who cannot even hold a candle to Henrik Lundqvist. We're into round three now, and we're up to the sixth goalie taken in the 2000 NHL draft. It was Michael Telquist, who was selected number 70 overall by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, he at least made it to the NHL. He played in 113 games with the Leafs, the Coyotes, and the Sabres. He actually was the backup for another goalie on this list, Ilya Brzgalov, for a time with the then Phoenix Coyotes. Now, of course, they're the Arizona Coyotes. He last appeared in the NHL in 2008-2009, but he did keep playing hockey after that. He last played in the SWE in 2016-2017. So again, he at least made it to the NHL, but he didn't really do anything of note. 113 games, 45, 41, 2, and 8, a 301 goals against average, and an 898 save percentage. Seventh goalie taken in the 2000 NHL draft was Peter Hammerlick. The Penguins select him number 84 overall. And it's not easy to find a ton of information about him. That's sort of going to be a theme here as we go further and further down this list. You know, you check all the usual sources. You go to HockeyReference.com, EliteProspects.com. They have everybody. Elite Prospects, literally, I think if you've ever worn a pair of skates, they've got some information about you as far as, uh, you know, your your hockey career. Uh, but you do a Google search. You even check Wikipedia. But he's another goalie who was actually drafted twice. He couldn't come to an agreement with the Penguins, and they selected him here in 2000. And then he was selected number 153 overall by the Bruins in 2002. But he never played in the NHL. And believe it or not, even at the age of 38, it looks like he's still playing hockey for the Bratislavia Capitals of the Bet at Home Ice Hockey League. That's a fairly obscure league. I'd never heard of it before I started putting this list together. But... It's good. Hey, it's great for him. Listen, it obviously never worked out in the NHL, but for him to get to continue to playing the sport that he loves, even at the age of 38, that's fantastic. A side note, obviously the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, they wanted a goalie here. There could be some alternate universe where the Penguins selected Henrik Lundqvist at some point in this draft. And as much as I hate to say this, as much as it pains me to say this, Lundqvist, if he was selected by the Penguins, whether in the third round here, the sixth round, the seventh round, after the seventh round, whatever it might have been, Lundqvist, if he was chosen by the Penguins would probably be a multiple-time Stanley Cup champion by now. And 
None of us would like him because he would have played his entire career with the Penguins. But, I mean, you got to face facts here. He would have been with a, a team that won the Stanley Cup three times since he was drafted with goalies who I don't think are as good as he is. I, in fact, I know they're not as good as he is. Matt Murray, uh, he had a lot of nice years with the Penguins. He's not as good as Henrik Lundqvist. Marc-Andre Fleury, he's put together a heck of a career for himself as well. He's not as good as Henrik Lundqvist either. So if the Penguins could get three Stanley Cups with those two guys as their goalie, then I think they probably would have gotten all three of those Stanley Cups with Henrik Lundqvist as, as their goalie. It really is crazy to think about. It's really interesting to consider how much different things could have shaken out in any particular draft. But yeah, I don't know. That's a weird thought, though. You know, Henrik Lundqvist, on one hand, you know, he would have won three Cups by now. On the other hand, he would have done it with the Penguins. So... Now that I've depressed everyone, let's go ahead and move on to the eighth goalie selected in the 2000 NHL draft. That would be Jean-Francois Racine. The Leafs select him number 90 overall. He never played in the NHL. He spent several seasons with the Toronto Marlies of the AHL, but he just never put up the kind of numbers uh, that would inspire you to call him up to the NHL roster if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's not really a whole lot to say here, so let's continue on to the goalies selected in round four in just a second. All right, so we're up to round four here, and this next entry is definitely a sad one because the pick was Stefan Liv. He was taken by the Red Wings, number 102 overall, but Liv sadly passed away in 2011 at the age of just 30 as the result of a plane crash. Uh, the plane was carrying players and coaching staff of the Lokomotiv Yaroslav team to play Minsk in the opening game of the season, and 44 of the 45 people on board died as a result of this plane crash. This is actually the same plane crash that claimed the life of former Ranger Alex Karpatsev. He was an assistant coach on the team. Liv had yet to make his NHL debut. May or may not have ever happened. We'll never know for sure, but obviously this is a tragic loss of life, and someone's hockey career is very secondary to hockey. Uh, Liv did win a gold medal with Sweden in the 2006 Olympics and was actually teammates with Henrik Lundqvist for that run, and Liv in the Olympics that year, actually played in Sweden's first game. It was a 7-2 win against Kazakhstan, and he won a gold medal, and he contributed to that, obviously playing in the first game there. Henrik Lundqvist obviously played the lion's share of the games in that 2006 Olympic run for Sweden, but Liv had his fingerprints on it as well. Like I said, you know, he played in that first game. He started that first game, played the entire game, 7-2 win over Kazakhstan, so very cool there. Uh, he spent the majority of his career with HV71 of the SEL, and the Swedish Hockey League's Playoff MVP Award is now known as the Stefan Liv Memorial Trophy. So that's obviously a very cool way to kind of honor his memory. Uh, you may also be interested to know, as just a little bit of a side note here, Jonathan Erickson of the Red Wings named his daughter Liv in honor of Stefan Liv. Erickson and Liv were apparently very close friends. So obviously just a tragedy what happened there with the plane crash. And unfortunately, Stefan Liv uh, gone way too soon at the age of just 30 years old. Okay, up to the 10th goalie selected, and I'm going to do my best with the pronunciation here, but I make no promises. It was Gisline Rousseau, who was taken by the Buffalo Sabres, going number 111 overall. And for this one, I got nothing. He doesn't even show up on HockeyReference.com, and that being the case, you know you're dealing with a very obscure player. He is on Elite Prospects. Like I said, they have everybody who's ever played a game of hockey. But Rousseau never played in the NHL or even the AHL. He last played hockey in 2012-2013 in the LHBBF. We are up to the 11th goalie drafted in 2000. This is Levante Zuper, who was taken number 116 overall by the Calgary Flames. Uh, he went undrafted in 1999, so he continued to play with the Ottawa 67s of the OHL. He continued to impress there. He was drafted by the Flames in 2000, and he actually won a Calder Cup with the St. John Flames of the AHL in the 2000-2001 season, 
And then in 2002-2003, Zuber was called up to the Flames and dressed in nine games, but he never actually got onto the ice for any of those nine games. He played a season with the Blues ECHL affiliate. Then he went back to Europe, last played in the Kazakhstan Senior League in 2012. I would say his career highlight was probably winning the 2009 World Championship with the Hungarian team. The 12th goalie selected was Davis Parley. He was chosen by the Florida Panthers. He went number 120 overall. He has no page on HockeyReference.com, nothing on Wikipedia either. He is on Elite Prospects. After being drafted, he spent some time in the ECHL with the Texas Wildcatters, the Bakersfield Condors, and the South Carolina Stingrays. He played two AHL games with the Hershey Bears. The last one came in 2007-2008. And according to Elite Prospects, Parley last played hockey in 2008-2009 with the Tulsa Oilers of the CHL. All right, we are going to jump into round five here. This is the 13th goalie selected in the 2000 draft, and it's Mr. Brandon Snee. He goes number 143 overall. What team drafted Brandon Snee? Well, that would be the New York Rangers. And again, no HockeyReference.com page, no Wikipedia page. He is on Elite Prospects. He was a four-year starter at Union College. And after the Rangers drafted him, he went on to play 13 games in the ECHL. 11 of those games came in the 2002-2003 campaign. And Snee had a goals against average of 4.33. I think that pretty much says it all. He last played hockey in 2003-2004 in a league called the WHA2. It's the now defunct World Hockey Association 2. That was the name of the league. And I got to tell you guys, when it comes to obscure hockey leagues, this one really might take the cake. It was founded in 2003. It closed in 2004. They only had six teams, and most of them were based out of Florida. Apparently, the Jacksonville Barracudas won the first and only WHA2 championship, and Snee was on that team. So I guess he kind of went out on top with a WHA2 championship because that was Snee's last season of hockey. And really, you know, you Google this name, just about the only thing that shows up are a couple of articles about Henrik Lundqvist where it mentions the fact that he wasn't even the first goalie that the Rangers chose in the 2000 NHL draft. So, yeah, again, just another footnote. I get This is this is what happens in the NHL draft. Once you get into these later rounds, there's a lot of guys who never make it to the NHL, and they just kind of become footnotes of history. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy to think that Henrik Lundqvist wasn't even the first goalie that the Rangers chose in the 2000 NHL draft. The 14th goalie selected was Mattis Coaster. He was taken by the Devils 164 overall. He spent some time in the AHL as well as the ECHL. He struggled mightily in both and never made it to the NHL. He's got nothing on HockeyReference.com. Do give him a point for longevity, however, because he was still playing hockey as recently as the 2016-2017 season in various leagues across Europe. The 15th goalie drafted was Nathan Marsters. He went number 165 overall to the Los Angeles Kings, and sadly, this is another goalie who is no longer with us. Uh, he passed away in a car accident back in 2009 at the age of just 29. Apparently, he was driving his pickup truck, and a deer crashed through his windshield. I've never heard of something like that happening, but obviously just a tragic freak accident there. It looks like he dressed for at least one game with the Mighty Ducks back in 2005-2006, because if you go on his Elite Prospects page, you can see that it says... Games played zero next to the Mighty Ducks, and that zero wouldn't be there if he wasn't active for at least one game, because the way it works with goalies, if you're dressed for a game, but you don't actually step onto the ice at any point in that game, it does not count as a game played, but the point is, on this Elite Prospects page, if he was not at least suited up for one game, then that line about the Mighty Ducks, that stat line about the Mighty Ducks with zero games played, that wouldn't even be there, so I, I tried to look this up, I tried to find out if he was ever active for the Ducks for any of their games. I could not find a definitive answer to that, but I think that stat line would suggest that he indeed at least dressed 
at least one time for the Mighty Ducks that season. So that's pretty cool that he at least made it to the NHL, even if he never uh, got onto the ice for any of the games. Uh, it looks like he was still playing hockey in the ECHL up to the time of his death. He also spent some time with the Portland Pirates of the AHL. Uh, it's impossible to know now if he ever would have, you know, seen the ice for an NHL game. Uh, but again, you know, it's the second goalie on this list that sadly is no longer with us. So uh, rest in peace to Nathan Marsters as well. The 16th goalie drafted was Nolan Schaefer, selected by the Sharks at number 166 overall. Schaefer made it to the NHL, though he played in just seven games, all with the San Jose Sharks in the 2005-2006 season. And the crazy part is, he actually put up some pretty good numbers in those games. And I realize it's a ridiculously small sample size, but he went 5-1 and one with a 187 goals against average and a 920 save percentage and one shutout. He was also the first Sharks goalie to win a game in a shootout. And if I'm Schaefer, I'm thinking, man, can I at least stay in the NHL until I have one bad game? You know, again, I realize it's a crazy small sample size. Schaefer was a fifth-round pick, so maybe the Sharks had other goalies that were ahead of him in the pecking order. But to play that well and never get another chance, that's got to sting a little bit if you're Schaefer. And I mentioned that he appeared in seven games. He started six of them, and in those six starts, he allowed two goals or fewer in five of them. But yeah, from there, you know, he bounced around the AHL, the KHL, the NLA. He last played hockey in the 2014-2015 season. We are into round six, and the 17th goalie selected was Zdenek Zmid, who was taken number 168 overall by the Atlanta Thrashers. He never played in the NHL either, played most of his hockey in the Czech Republic. He retired at the age of 26 due to injuries. Uh, his career highlight, I would say, would be winning a gold medal with the Czech team that won the 2000 World Junior Championships. He was actually the starting goalie for that team, so he got a gold medal in his career, but uh, retired very young at the age of just 26. The 18th goalie drafted was Shane Bendera. He was selected by the Blue Jackets, number 169 overall. Again, this is another goalie where it's very hard to find some information, but basically he spent some time in the WHL after being drafted, played pretty well there, uh, but his last season of hockey was in 2003-2004 when he played for the Bakersfield Condors of the ECHL, and in that season played 30 games, 329 goals against average, 893 save percentage, so that was pretty much it for Bendera. The 19th goalie selected was actually Roman Chekmonik, so finally a name that we've heard of here. The Flyers selected him number 171 overall, and it really is crazy to think that the Flyers would have had the goalie steal of the draft had Henrik Lundqvist not been taken by the Rangers in the following round. Chekmonik wasn't a Hall of Famer or anything like that. He didn't stay in the NHL long enough to become a Hall of Famer, but he actually put up some really great numbers when he was in the NHL. He played 212 regular season games, put up a record of 110, 64, and 28, a 2.08 goals against average, and a 919 save percentage. In his rookie season in 2000-2001, he made the All-Star team, finished second in the Vesna, losing to Dominic Hasek, and he basically just took the starting job away from Brian Boucher. In 2002-2003, Chekmonik won the William M. Jennings Trophy by recording a 1.83 goals against average in 58 games. And after three years with the Flyers, he was traded to Los Angeles Kings, spent one season there, had a decent season, but he returned to the Czech Republic during the 2004-2005 NHL season, which of course was ultimately canceled. Uh, Chekmonik last played in 2008-2009 in the ELH. The other thing that's very interesting here and feels just kind of random, is that he was drafted by the Flyers when he was 29 years old. He'd been playing for years in Europe. He was playing in the Czechoslovakian First Ice Hockey League all the way back in the 1988-1989 season. So a very odd career path for Czechmonic, to say the least. But obviously, this is a very nice pick for the Flyers to find such a good goalie so late in the draft, regardless of how old he might have been. Uh, we've been going through these names here, and it's a lot of people you've never heard of. And Czechmonic had a very nice career, brief though it may have been. 
20th goalie selected was Michael Ayers. He went to the Chicago Blackhawks number 177 overall. He never played in the NHL. He was a standout at the University of New Hampshire. But in the ECHL and the AHL, he just didn't put up the kind of numbers that you need to see before you promote someone to an NHL roster. He last played for the Charlotte Checkers of the ECHL in 2007-2008. He had a 3.38 goals against average and an 8.96 save percentage that season. So yeah, just someone who never really looked like they were on the trajectory to make it to the NHL. And now we're into the seventh round, and we're up to the 21st goalie selected in the 2000 NHL draft. The last goalie chosen ahead of Henrik Lundqvist, it was Yure Penko. The Nashville Predators selected him number 203 overall. He went just two picks before Henrik Lundqvist. According to Elite Prospects, it looks like Penko played only two games in the ECHL with the Arkansas Riverblades, and he never played in the AHL. He last played hockey in the 2007-2008 campaign in the Slovenian Hockey League. So that's it. Henrik Lundqvist went two picks later to the New York Rangers, and the rest is history, and he's still playing now, obviously still chasing the one thing that's eluded him, and that's the Stanley Cup. But I really wanted to go through this list, take kind of a different look at Henrik Lundqvist, because when Henrik Lundqvist is leaving the Rangers, everybody's doing their top 10 best Henrik Lundqvist performances, and their top 10 best Henrik Lundqvist saves, and his best playoff moments, and his best seasons, pretty much anything you can think of. So I want to take a little bit of a different approach here, look at the 21 goalies who were drafted before him. And as you guys just found out, Henrik Lundqvist is obviously the cream of the crop in this NHL draft as far as not just goalies are concerned, but as far as anyone is concerned. For my money, the absolute best player taken in the 2000 NHL draft, and he went number 205 overall in the seventh round. It really is crazy to think about, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and if you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.